0: All right, good job, young people. Proverbs chapter number 10 tonight, Proverbs chapter number 10. And we look forward to our next uh, lesson, next uh, person, next people, if you will, your ne- our next subject tonight in the people of Proverbs. And while you're finding Proverbs chapter number 10, I'll remind you that we are looking at uh, different characteristics, different people as uh, described in Proverbs. It helps us identify uh, people uh, because we want to identify by how the Bible identifies uh, so that we know how to deal with them. In some cases, we want to identify them so we can be like them, uh, so that we can copy uh, what the Bible says is something that we should copy. Uh, and those negative ones that we've talked about, those not, that, not to be like the fool and the sluggard and those of that uh, nature, Uh, we can identify them and not just know who they are or their characteristics, uh, things we can avoid because uh, quite honestly, there's some that the Bible says this person is a fool, but in context of Scripture too, we've all been a fool at some point. And so uh, we want to know how to deal with those situations. And so uh, certainly tonight we look at another one. Tonight it's going to be one uh, that the Bible identifies, uh, and it's a very positive one. It's something that we ought to strive to be like. Uh, it'll help you recognize uh, some, uh, the way they, they, they function, and it should help us in the spiritual matters as well. There's a reason why some don't ever, and I'll use the word success. I know there's a lot of definitions of success, but uh, the reason why some don't find spiritual success is because of uh, a little bit of what we're talking about tonight. Uh, you can have it, but you've got to work to have it. Uh, and so we don't need to uh, uh, just uh, settle for average. And so we'll look at that this evening. Uh, Proverbs chapter number 10, look at verse 4. He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Uh, We see the diligent. Tonight, we're going to deal with the diligent man. We're going to deal with the diligent. And uh, there's uh, seven statements, seven verses we're going to look at this evening, and I believe this will be a help to us. Father, we love you. Thank you again for your word, and thank you for the guiding principles and truths that we can uh, formulate our lives by. Uh, Father, may we look at some of these characteristics of a diligent man. May we uh, strive to incorporate these truths into our life, the character. May we uh, rear our children, the next generation, may we point them to diligence. Uh, may we understand the, uh, this evening a little bit of the uh, benefits of di- diligence. And so I pray you'll use your word, for it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Dealing with a diligent man, let me first give you a dictionary definition of the word diligent. Steady in application to business, constant in effort or exertion to accomplish what is undertaken attentive, industrious, not idle, or negligent. I'll read that again in just a moment, but it's, it's, it's a person who's going to get some, it gets things done. Is going to work till they get it done. Uh, that's a diligent person. Steady in application to business, constant in effort or exertion to accomplish what is undertaken. Now notice this steady in application to business. Uh, not too high, not just steady. You know what to expect of them because they're diligent, because they're steady in their application, constant in effort or exertion to accomplish what is undertaken. say, wow, pastor, this is one of those super, super individuals that every day feels like doing what they're supposed to do. Every day just has the energy and feels like accomplishing everything that they're supposed to accomplish. No, uh, they are constant in effort. We live in a day when we focus on the outcome when all the emphasis should be on the effort. So it's the effort, constant in effort or exertion uh, to accomplish. I'm just going to tell you, I'll use the term pet peeve. Everybody has one of those. Something that I just refuse to accept in an individual is the attitude of I'm just not going to try. I can't do it. I'm just not going to try. Well, well, I'm just not going to try. Well, why don't you change? Well, I'm just not going to try. It's going to be hard. I'm not going to try. I don't think I can do it. Well, why don't you try? You, you might be surprised. Well, I, I don't think I can change as a Christian. I don't think I can change this person. person. Well, try. I don't think I can achieve. If you try and you come up short, there's no shame in that. No. See, again, we've in a society that focuses on the outcome. If we, if we don't have the highest outcome or the best outcome, then we would just assume protect ourselves and not even try because we don't want to come up with the standard, the false standard that we've set for ourselves. The false standard we've let society set for us. Well, if I can't, if I can't hit it perfectly, then I just don't want to, or I've got to project that it's perfect when I know it's not. No, it's in the effort. It's in the the constant in effort or exertion to accomplish what is undertaken is the effort there. I used to coach back in years gone by and I understood very quickly that not everybody had the same talent or ability. But one thing everybody could do is they could they could work just as hard. They couldn't all run as fast, but they could put forth the effort. Um, and uh man, it was just I just had a rule if you weren't putting forth the effort, you you if you're gonna sit if you're gonna relax out there, you can relax by me on the bench. That's just that's just the way it is. Uh, it's it's effort in the Christian life. It's effort. It's what are we trying to do. It's diligence. Attentive. Industrious. Not idle or negligent. Uh, what we're doing, a diligent person, what they're doing means something to them. It's it's diligent in in the task ahead of them. And so it's that steadiness in doing what we're supposed to do. Now, Tonight, we'll see the several principles, and I'll make seven statements this evening, but as we think of the diligent man, I want us to think in three rounds. I want us to think practically. The things we'll see tonight will help you in your job. It'll help if you're in school. It'll help you in school. I, I use the sports analogy. It'll help you in, in, in participating in sports. It'll help you practically in every area of life, but it'll also help you spiritually, which is really more important is, you know, settle for and and not put forth that extra effort. Everybody, you can be as close to God as you desire to be. You know why some, uh, we would say, are a better Christian than someone else? We really can't know who who really is a quote-unquote good Christian because we don't know hearts. But, you know, what we would draw some conclusions on is maybe they try harder. Maybe they're more consistent consistency and in the Christian life, I've been thinking a lot about this lately steadiness is something that we need in practically I was thinking I read a lot of history and you think about some of these great leaders in our country in the past and even facing overwhelming odds you think I think about I think about George Washington in and the, the odds that they, the, uh, he was up against with the armies in the Revolutionary War. And even when they were losing, steady, consistent. You knew what to expect. Uh, we need that in our life. Spiritually, we need that steadiness. Um, well, I just don't feel like it today. We all have days like that. But it's, let's just put forth the effort. Maybe you don't have as much effort to give today. Well, put forth what you have. Maybe you don't have as much strength as you used to. Put forth the strength that you have. Maybe you just do the best you can, and you come up way short of where you want to be or where others are. Well, put forth the effort that you have. Um, we, we get ourselves in trouble when we compare our own progress. We compare ourselves, and certainly we let society, uh, as I've already mentioned a couple of times, going to need to be reminded, make it all about outcome. It's not about outcome. It's about the effort we put in um, that being uh, constant in that effort so pr- uh, practically spiritually, and that spirit- spirituality can even be applied in ministry and there's a great emphasis right now in our church and, and, and it, it will st- we're going and got I, I got it timed out we'll stop the emphasis on the great commission uh, after the rapture and so after that whoever's left can just change the the, the theme from there. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's the effort. Uh, not everybody, you know, you say, Pastor, every time you witness somebody, they get saved? No. Uh, not, no, not at all. Uh, it's true of everybody. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've had somebody lined up to be at church uh, on Sunday, and, and they're not there. And I'm like, guys, if y'all going to show up again, I'm going to fire you. But, I mean, that's a whole other that's a whole other situation, but it's, it's the effort. Um, it's, well, you know, in, there are times when you read your Bible and you get done reading, you're like, whoa, did I, did I read that? Um, now, try and pay attention. Turn the TV off. That might help. Um, um, but there's something about doing what we're supposed to do, putting forth the effort. So even in ministry, um, Sometimes there's a lot, there's immaturity, and they're saying, well, I, I feel like I should be able to, well, are you diligent? Because someone who is, a, is in leadership and wants to build something for the Lord or even build a company or a business is looking for that steady person. Something that was ingrained in me when I was in Bible college, and I've certainly Done my best to uh, keep this in mind. Uh, I heard this so many times. Don't don't hire talent, hire character. What 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 is that? It's Diligence. Now, I don't have either one, but you know we we were trying. Uh, no, it's 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 the diligence. Um, you know, just use it as an example. I've told all all the staff in staff meetings is like, I everybody, we just go and get whoever we can get. Everybody just trying to get one person in one family in, in church by the end of the year. We're just going to keep going and putting forth the effort. And as long as we do that, there's success with that. Uh, so it's the diligence. God blesses, God is perfectly capable, but He spe- expects us to put forth the effort and be diligent and consistent. Um, no, uh, so, let's keep that in mind, practically tonight, spiritually, and even in ministry, let's keep that in mind. And I mentioned that ministry-wise because we do have a Bible college. We have many who are trained to go into ministry, have a desire to go into ministry. Learn to be steady in your life. Improve, but learn to be steady. Um, as a pastor, I, would, I, I, I just want to know that if I give somebody responsibility or someone takes responsibility, are they going to show up? I got over a long time ago. Are they going to do it just like me? Just are they going to do it? Steady. Steady. So, so Many of our, many, if not majority of our church people, if not all of, for, through the years, it's just like, well, you just know they're going to be there. You know, they're going to be, it's, it's steady, it's diligent. Now, let me give you the seven truths tonight. The first one comes from our text, verse, verse 4, chapter 10 of Proverbs. He becometh poor that deals with a slack hand or a deceitful hand. But the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Uh, the poor man deals with a deceitful hand, or, you know, he's, he's deceiving himself uh, by the effort he puts. There's a couple other applications there as well. But let me say, number one, the diligent man acquires by hard, honest work. The diligent man acquires by hard, honest work. The hand of the diligent maketh rich. Now, that rich, now, you may be thinking, man, that means I'm going to be, like rich, like, rich. But there's a lot of ways to be rich. There's a lot of people who have a lot of money in the bank, but they would give it all to have the family you have. They give it all to have the health that you have. They give it all. There's many, they, they turn on their bed at night wondering about what, when, when this is all over, what is it? We're rich in mercy, aren't we? Well, if you've, if you've got your family, family tonight, you're rich. Uh, and so there's a lot of qualifications. There's a lot of uh, definitions of rich. But the diligent man acquires by hard, honest work. Many today attempt to acquire by shortcut. Uh, young couples, let me help you. You shouldn't have at 25 what your parents have at 55. They got a big head start on you. Uh, uh, there's short if you shortcut, uh, it does catch up with you. But the diligent man is just consistent in acquiring. Uh, that's why if you know you put it practically, uh, a home. I mentioned that as an illustration, you could be rich as far as a family. Uh, it takes hard work. Young men, to prepare yourself to be able to be in that position. It takes hard work to prepare yourself to be able to accomplish all that goes with the home, whatever the application is. The diligent man acquires by hard, honest work. If you want to build something for the Lord, you Sunday school teacher, you want to build a Sunday school class, it takes work. Uh, It takes work. If you're going to build something for the Lord, it takes work. So number one, the diligent man acquires by hard, honest work. We need a revival of that in our country. Just hard work, just work. Uh, uh, number two, chapter 12, verse 24. Proverbs 12:24. "The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute." Let me read that again, "The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute." Statement number two: the diligent man rises to leadership. The diligent man rises to leadership. Steadiness, that constant in effort, that diligence is that is a path to leadership. Because you first must lead yourself before you can lead others. Uh, young, young men, young people who want to pastor one day or they want to serve in ministry. You 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 have to get your well, why, do we ha- why, do you- why is it where if you don't show up on class this many times, then you have to take the class over? Or what is it if you don't sign in here, then you have to? Because if you can't lead yourself, right. 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 Yes, you can't. I mean, I've had the argument pitched to me, well, if they can ever graduate, then they're not going to get the ministry. I'm like, that's part of my job, is right. right. not just to help people get into ministry, but it's to keep some people out of ministry. Right. 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 Because if you can't lead yourself, could you imagine the disaster? for God's church, but if you can lead yourself, if you can just do what you're supposed to do over and over and over again, now now notice this, notice what the Bible says, how many believe that every word in the Bible is true? How many believe there's, there, if God says it, it's, it's a done deal? We may not know the timing, we may, may not know how it is, but listen to your Bible, the hand of the diligent may bear rule, is that what it says? shall bear rule. That doesn't mean you're walking into the boss man one day and say, I've been diligent, it's time for me to rule. No, it means God, that is a process, that no matter what realm of life you're in, it moves you up. That's why we must focus, and oh, certainly what we're going to see tonight in the book of Proverbs. But it, the principle is all through the Scripture: it, the biggest challenge we have is taking care of us. If you take care of you, that's an accomplishment. We, 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 we in life, we want to take care of we want, we want to take care of everybody else's problems, and we can't, We want to worry about what everybody else is doing. We're not even we're not even taking care of us. We come into the church even say, "Well, did you see what brother so and so And you can't even get to church half the time. Right. Right. I'm not trying to be ugly. Get yourself to church every time Amen. before you point out what somebody else is is or isn't doing. Right. Yeah. It's like when you have a business meeting and you, you you announce it, you know, because the bylaws say you're having a business meeting, and the people who haven't been in your church in three years show up. Right. Well, bless God, they, I'm I'm here to make sure they do this right. Well. By the way, that, that ain't in our bylaws. Uh, matter of fact, just to, just to throw this out here, we're going to be voting on some things pretty soon. And the bylaws say a attending tithing member. So just throw that out there. But a, a diligent man is going to rise to leadership. Why? Because he first leads himself before he leads others. Uh, young men, I, uh, some of them say, Pastor, I just, I, I'm ready to get my money. Okay, my advice to you, until God brings you the right one, you keep working on you. And then after he brings you the right one, don't try and work on her. It ain't never happened. You keep working on you. Because if you, before you can lead anybody else, you've got to be able to lead yourself. Uh, it's, the diligent man rises to leadership. You know why? Because there's so few true, diligent men. They're not the ones who are just doing the minimum that we can do. It's, I'm going to be steady. I'm going to be be consistent in my effort, in my exertion. In contrast, the slothful, what does it say in verse 24? The slothful shall be under-tribute. Sloth will all stand around together and complain about how they're discriminated against. That's why they don't ever get promotions. They stand around and talk about how, you know, they, the boss man just, well, they, I, they just, I just he, that's just his favorite. Well, let me help you. If somebody shows up to work every day and works hard, that's going to be the boss man's favorite. Well, I just, I just don't think it's fair. Well, okay, that's fine. But you're always going to be under a rule. But it's a natural thing, no matter what area, at your job, spiritually speaking, in ministry, if you're steady, if you're consistent in your effort, people know what to expect out of you, you can, you can have a bad day. We all do. You cannot feel good. We, we all have those times. You could be going through something in life. Everybody is or is going to. But you're still going to be as constant as possible. You're going to be steady in that. And you may not have as much effort to give, but the effort you got, you're going to give it. You're going to rise to a position of leadership. Number three, chapter 12, verse 27. Just a few verses down. The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting. But the substance of a diligent man is precious. Now listen to to it again. The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting. But the substance of a diligent man is precious. Number three, the diligent man understands the value of his own work. The diligent man understands the value of his own work. I believe there's a couple of applications that can be made from this verse, but let me give you one. The diligent man, why, why... is his substance precious because he earned it at his hand. Put it in the context of hunting there, as we see. He got up early and put forth the effort to get something. Whereas the contrast to that, the slothful man... Gets up and says, I hope the diligent man gets a big one today. So I have something to eat. He roasteth not that which he took in hunting. No, isn't this a picture of our society and it's aggravating? It creeps into our our, our society, into even churches and ministry and all those things. It's like, well, that's a good one you got. And they start preparing it and cooking it. It's like I don't think I cook it that way. Well, you didn't you didn't kill it, but yet we want to give our opinion about. Well, I think you got to do it. A, I think you got to cook that a different way. The slothful man he's not fixing his own meal. He he, he roasts not his own, but the diligent man understands the value of his own work. He takes value in the part. You know. Again, society has, has changed the way you and I should think. I mean, if you work hard all week, and you may not have as much as somebody else to put on that table, but you've got to get some kind of a satisfaction by the grace of God that you work by your hands to put that food on that table for your family. it should mean a whole lot more to you than if the government was putting that food on your table. I mean, don't you know that if you do this and this and this, you don't have to work and a government just send for you? Well, a diligent man is not going to tolerate that. A diligent man would rather eat less at his own hand than that which he didn't take in hunting. I think you can also apply and make an application... Of procrastination, and the slothful man doesn't finish the whole job. He might could get something, but then he doesn't, he, he, he postpones what he should do to prepare it. But I think a good definition is that that value of the diligent man understands the value of his own work. Uh, There's some satisfaction in that. uh, Being able to to do it by your own hand, by your own accomplishment. Uh, Number four, chapter 13 and verse 4. Chapter 13 and verse 4, The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. Number 4, The diligent man enjoys plenty while the sluggard only dreams of plenty. The diligent man enjoys plenty while the sluggard only dreams of plenty. The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing. You know, there's something, I, you know, you can make supplications, too, is, is there's, well, I, you know, if we do this and this and this and do this and this, and then I'm going to do this and this and this. I'm just waiting for this. I know what my value is. I'm just waiting for the right job. Well, in the meantime, go do something. Right. Or you're just going to be dreaming about what you could have. Right. Right. You're going to be dreaming. You know, and, and, and this is this is this ties all in today. You'll see all these verses compare the diligent and the sluggard, the diligent and the slothful. You know, part of the downfall of our society is you, we have a lot of people who were eating of food they didn't roast, and then turning and complaining they should have more because they're dreaming about what they should have, but the diligent man, the one that just gets out there, you know, he's going to have Plenty. Again, that word plenty is like the word um, uh, rich in, in the context of soul of the diligent shall be made fat, have more than enough. More than enough. You know, And certainly we live in a country where we all have more than enough, especially compared to the rest of the world. I mean, we throw away more food than the average family eats in different parts of the world. And you know, we can, there's a lot of people who talk about the American dream, that, but what the American dream is, I have the ability to go and provide for my family. And if we work, he enjoy, the diligent man enjoys plenty. You make this application even spiritually. But there's a lot of people who talk about spiritual things. I'm going to do this for God. I'm going to do this for God. I'm going to do this for God. Well, I'm not doing that because God has this for me. I, I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm anointed to do this. Then you have the person who just says, what's there that hand I have to do? Let me do it all i might. Just find something that I can get do, going in the work of God. And then they're going to have blessing after blessing after blessing. Why? Because they are diligent. Number five, chapter 21. Chapter 21, and and these uh, last three are very practical, but uh, they they have spiritual applications as well. Chapter 21, verse 5, the thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness, but of every one that is hasty only to want. Number five, the diligent man is diligent in his mind first. He's diligent in his mind first. Uh, One thing that the devil has done in our society and with all the, the technology, and certainly I don't, I'm not necessarily saying against technology, but it's being used to, man, just to, there's a lot of undisciplined minds, a lot of time wasted. Uh, before you're diligent with your hands, you have to be diligent in your mind. What what am I going to do? Then just make up our mind to do it. Uh, The thoughts of the diligent tend only to pleniousness. I'm not going to give a whole lot of time and energy thinking about something that's not going to have a positive result in my life. I'm not going to think about a lot of things. I'm not going to give a lot of energy Sometimes, I mean, there's, there's, as as some of you have to do with what you do, but I, I make, a, I mean, there's a lot of things that run through this mind. There's a lot of decisions that have to be made. There's a lot of depending on what's going on with different people. There's, you know, it says, you know, so Pastor, well, well, what do you think? Of this? I, sometimes i was like, I just don't have the mental energy to think about A, B, and C because there's not going to be a long-term benefit. I'm not saying we all don't need those times where it's like, you know what, I'm just, I'm just, I just need to step away for a few minutes. I need a vacation. I need all those kind of things. You know, I'm not I'm not saying that's not true. But a diligent man is diligent in his mind. His priority is I want to think on things that are gonna help, that are going to produce spiritually. This is important. If you think about carnal things, it's not gonna have a spiritual product. So we must always be thinking of the right things. If you want to get closer to God, you've got to think on it first. You've got to get your mind where it's supposed to be. You want to grow spiritually, you've got to think about it first. You've got to discipline your mind. Uh, a lot of, you take these, these, these great athletes who, who make great accomplishments athletically, and you can read so many things about them that, It's it's all a battle in their mind. Their body is telling them to stop and to quit, but their mind won't let them. And their mind is disciplined, and then the body follows. The diligent man is diligent in his mind first. I'm going to do this because it produces a result that I want or I need. But a lot of times the reason why we quit is because our mind has quit before our body ever had a chance to. We've given up before we've ever started. A lot of times in spiritual battles and accomplishing something for the Lord spiritually, we've, we've given up in our mind before we've ever had a chance to even get fatigued spiritually. We must have a disciplined mind. Well, learn to discipline your mind. You know, there's, 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 there's one, there's, 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 there's so many verses. You ever read those verses and you, you think about it, it's like, there's no way that is possible. Like, love thy mother-in-law. Now, there's verses like that. I mean, there's just, just no way. Hey, how you doing? Uh, there's, no, there's just, there's just no, there's just no way that that's possible. One I'm thinking of on this line of thinking is, bring every thought into captivity. anybody ever done that? No, there's no liars here tonight? Okay, good. Because our mind just is everywhere. I don't know about you, but that's that's why I've had to, and I keep saying I need to, to teach on this again soon, that's why I've had to pattern my prayer life the way I do. I'm not one of these who can sit down unless I am just burdened in it, and I'm just in it for hours at a time. I, because my mind is all over the place. But if you bring everything and discipline it, that, that is an, before you can accomplish, you must have that disciplined mind. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness, but of everyone that is hasty only to want. Well, I gotta, I, I'm going to make this decision. It's just, it's just, it's just, I, just, I just feel like doing it. Be careful. You better be diligent in your mind. Steady in your mind. Put forth that same effort in your mind. There's been a lot of Christians get out of the will of God or or get away out of fellowship with God or delay some things in their life because they were hasty in their thinking. They were hasty in their thoughts. But the diligent thinks, how's this going to end up? How is this going to Play out? What do I need to do to get to the point that I want to get to? What do I need to do in order to have the result that I need or I desire instead of just, well, I'm just impulsive? You know, ask, when you get to heaven, you can ask Peter how that always worked out. It didn't work out well. And by the way, we all are, in, I'll use this terminology, it makes sense to me, I mean, we're all wired a little bit different. We all have a different makeup. God made us different. So if you're more impulsive, then you're going to have to give more attention to what I'm saying tonight. Maybe you're the opposite. You never make a decision. You can't make a decision. You're still, you're still praying about something in 1962 that, that doesn't even apply anymore, you know, like, because you're just not making. Maybe you're the opposite, and you're like, get on, get pastor. That's right. They need, to, they need to be more disciplined in their mind. We'll talk about faith later. But you be more disciplined in your mind. But you may be wired to the point where you're like, let's just go get it. Sometimes you've got to be very careful. And, we, and make sure it's not something, emotions that do it. Be disciplined and be diligent. I'm just giving up on this. Don't give up on things that you've that you got to be diligent in. Number six, chapter 22, verse 29. Chapter 22, verse 29. I like this. Of, of these... Seven, this is probably my favorite one. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. That word mean means average. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings because he's lucky. He shall stand before kings because... He's related to the right people. He says he shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before average man. Number six, the diligent man rises to a higher level. The diligent man rises to a higher level. Average does not rise above average. Let that sink in. Average does not rise above average or it would be above average. Diligent does not settle for average. You know, it's like, you know, know, we we put forth the effort, we do the best we can, and if we get the result we get is the result we get. So when I say average, I'm not talking about necessarily an average outcome. I'm talking about an average effort. It's not going to rise above average. But notice what the Bible says. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He didn't have time to worry about what you're doing. He didn't have time to worry about what you're doing. He's just diligent in what he's supposed to do. You know, a Bible character that comes to mind that, you know, may register with us because of our Sunday school lessons is Joseph. He just went, okay. I'm, in, I'm a slave in Potiphar's house. I'm just going to go about my business. He got elevated. He gets thrown into prison. Okay, I'm just going to mind my own business, do my own thing. Before long, he's running the prison. Right. And after a while, of course, we know God's hand was on this. He's in the palace. Right. Talking to Pharaoh, not dealing with all these people down here. Right. Right. But why? Because he was just just went about his business. Right. Uh Diligent men inevitably rise above the average because the effort is more. The effort is consistent. Um, I saw an interview. Y'all, y'all, the, 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 the Olympic swimmer that won all the golds, Michael Phelps. I forget where I was seeing him interviewed. He, he's won like 725 medals or something like that. I mean he he's he's won a lot of medals. He talked about how he didn't necessarily think he had more talent, but he put more effort. And he used this illustration. I forget from one stretch, I wanted to say it was after one, it may have been one Olympics or it may not have been an Olympics, but it may have been some championship where he 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 you know he he didn't win a 17th gold. He won a silver or something like that. Or, but he talked about how when in all the preparation, even amongst his teammates, everybody swims Monday through Friday, takes Saturday and Sunday off. He never took a weekend off. Now, he should have been at church, but just for the illustration's point. They, didn't take, they took holidays off. He never took a holiday off. For 365 straight days, he trained. It is inevitable that if you train that much more than the person next to you, you're going to be superior. They say that about the great ball players in whatever sport. Basketball comes to mind. Same is true there. Uh, it's the effort that goes in. Uh, the diligent man rises to a higher level. It's inevitable. I was reading an article the, uh, the other day where I forget uh, you put so many hours in any particular subject. It's not as many as you think. Then you're, you can do that better than so many more people in the world. It's just a little bit of effort. Uh, the diligent man is going to rise. Kings, as we see in our text, aren't looking for average. They're not looking for average. Oh, well, I don't have the talent somebody else has. You do not find talent. Show me anywhere in Proverbs you find talent rising to the top. Nowhere. It's not even mentioned. But diligence is, which the definition is steady effort. Consistent. You put that, that's what kings are looking for. They're looking for the person who's willing to do that which is necessary to rise. To the, Now, if you have talent, imagine what that talent could be if you put forth the effort and we're just consistent in that effort. But, on the job, people aren't looking for average. Uh, in life, in ministry, the diligent man rises to a higher level. And, and, and this is a good point. God makes this point, but it's good for us to be reminded because we live in a society of victimhood. But a lot of, and, and, I'm not, and I'm not minimizing. You know, there are, and I know, I know some of you, you've, you've been passed over for promotion just because you're a Christian. I understand those things happen. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. Well, I'm talking about the fact that, you know, we put forth minimal effort. Kings aren't looking for that. Right. Right. Uh, ministry-wise, I'll, I'll just tell you from the pastor's perspective. I mean, I, there, there's, there's a lot of people who are involved in a lot of things that take place. But there's something that I want somebody to do. I, I, it's not going to be like, man, I haven't seen them in six months. I think I'm going to give them a, a responsibility. Boy, the one thing I gave them, it's like I had to follow up and follow up and follow up and say, you know, when am I going to get this? And when am I going to get this? When am I going to get this? I just don't know when. I don't want pastor won't give me anything to do. He doesn't like me. No, I, I love you. I'm just not going to put you in a position to, you know, keep the work from getting done. But a diligent man rises to a higher level. Can we get over wanting to be an average Christian? I don't mind saying this, and, and, I, and I'm not trying to be ugly, but I'm not interested in, in having an average church. If you're looking for an average church, the Emmanuel Baptist Church is not the church for you. I do not want to have an average church. I want us to be an above-average church. It doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean we're any better than anybody else. All it means is we're going to be steady in our effort. We're going to be steady in that pressure we put on ourselves to do more and more and more and more. And you know what will happen? Diligence rises above average because there are so many in this world, so many Christians are just content to be average. Hey, I tell you what, if you don't grow, I won't grow so we don't make each other feel bad. Right? if, if you don't put forth any more effort, I will put put forth any more effort. No, iron sharpeneth iron. I want the effort to be, somebody comes in, so I better get together if I'm going to hang around here. You know, I, I better actually make some effort in my Christian life if I'm going to, otherwise everybody's going to leave me behind. Not because we're better, not because we have more talent, not because we're, we're more favored. It's just a matter of we want to put forth more of an effort. We want to be diligent in our work. We want to be diligent in our walk with the Lord. We want to be diligent in our effort to win people. We want to be diligent in everything we do. We're not worried on the outcome. We know there's an outcome. We know it's a positive outcome. You want to be closer to the Lord? Be diligent in your walk with Him. Work at it. Hey, if we want to, you know, you remember when I said, hey, we're going to double our church attendance. Remember how excited you weren't? Because it in order to do that, you think God wants the church doubled? Absolutely. But you know what he's gonna say? Y'all go out and be diligent at it. There's been Sundays that we've had so many visitors around here. There's been Sundays like, man, we got them all lined up and we're gonna do this and this and this, and none of them show up on the same Sunday. Well, we tried. No, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna go make the same effort. The next week, and the next week, and the next week, and what will happen is it rises above average. In every area of your life, just remember, diligence rises above average. Number seven, and I'm done. 20, chapter 27, verse 23. Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks, and look well to thy herds. Chapter 27, verse 23. Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks and look well to thy herds. Number seven, this is very practical. The diligent man takes inventory in order to keep pace. The diligent man takes inventory in order to keep pace. He says he's diligent to know the state of thy flocks. What's going on with my assets? What's going on with my flocks? My herds. What so many people do on, on January 1, they make a, is set a goal, and they don't think about it until December 31st. Well, I guess I better start that diet now. I guess I better start re- reading those books. I guess I better start. No, a diligent man every day is looking at the progress. If I, if I want to be a better Christian, then i got to take inventory of that. You know why a lot of Christians are not growing? This may apply to you. If it does, apply it so you can be helped by it. Because you don't think, every Sunday, I'm going I to do this, but you don't think about till the next Sunday. Okay, what am I going to put in place that I, that I learned on Sunday, what the Lord spoke to me on Sunday? What am I going to put in place on Monday? Then when I get up on Tuesday, i got, I got to take inventory Say, say, how, how, how are my, how's my flocks doing? How's my progress? I use the illustration, I, I, I'm sure I, I, I'm driving the secretaries crazy, it's because in all this is like, you know, Monday, email me the reports. Well, I haven't got the numbers. Well, good night. It's five o'clock in the morning. Go get them out of get the, I want the numbers. Send them to me. What's the well, What were the offerings on Sunday? What were the, okay, Tuesday is like, what was the attendance? The same, it's Tuesday, Pastor. But we haven't had church since Monday. But I want to know where we are. Where, where's the list of the, the visitors? Where's it? I want to know where everything is. Why? Because we're trying to accomplish something. And if it's worthy of accomplishing, and it is, we ought to be thinking about it. If I'm trying to accomplish something for my family, I'm trying to, to reach a, a goal when it comes to my home, then, then I want to I think about it. I want to I be about it. If I'm trying to accomplish something for the Lord, i got to know uh, my progress on that. And it goes back to that diligent mind, being disciplined. What's the priority? There's a lot of things that Christians let come into their mind as distractions that I don't necessarily think are sinful things. When I say be, be diligent in your mind, it goes without saying There's some things we should never let in our mind. But if I'm trying to, if we, if it, as the pastor, I've mentioned this several times before, we decided to do this. When I said we, you know what I mean by that. We decided to do this. I knew it was going to require of me. There's some things I can't think of. There's not some things I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, it's not even on my agenda this year, why? Because I' got to know where we are, I got to know what we're doing. I got to know how we're going to do it. I know how we're going to get there. When are we going to get there? That's diligence, takes inventory to keep pace. A lot of times we don't accomplish because we don't even think about it. Uh, we can accomplish so much more if we just look at the diligent man, practically. Um, if you're going to set a New Year's resolution, it's almost June. If you're, I'm not against goals, I don't think you have to wait till January 1 to make a new goal. Well, it's just seven more months, I can set my goals." No, you don't have to do that. It's not a law. But if you do, some practical advice, you might want to have the big goal and then set a whole lot of little ones in between. And then you've already set that big goal, and then it's like, okay, by this pace, I need to have this and this, and say, "Man, I got it. okay. I'm almost here. That means I'm closer to where I'm going." Because you know what we have a tendency to do? Oh, I got a whole year to do that, and then December comes. And you're just like, "Well, I guess I better get with it." But we want to take that inventory, discipline that mind, and be diligent. Remember, it's not it's not the outcome. God made us all different. God gave us all different talents, different abilities. We all come from different backgrounds. With those backgrounds comes experiences that gives us knowledge and wisdom. God, God ordained all of that. So God just emphasizes, be steady in your effort, and you'll get the results. We focus, again, let me go back to what I said at the beginning because I think we need to hear it. Well, I could never do this, so therefore I'm not going to try to do anything. Oh, that, that that just aggravates me to no end. Put forth some effort because we're so afraid of coming up short of somebody else's expectations. We're so afraid of coming up short to society's expectations. We're so afraid of coming up short to expectations we put on ourselves or what we think somebody else expects, and they're not even thinking about us. I, and, and, you know, maybe i I know I'm different, but maybe I'm different than this. I would rather try and fall flat on my face. But at least I tried. And if I try, and I only get a couple of steps, and I fall, I'm six foot two, so I got that much more. And so I can get up from there, and I can try again. I can't, I mean, I'm, I'm we all have our limitations, but we can try we can put forth the effort. Oh, some of, there are many of you, you could do more for the Lord if you, just willing, if you weren't so afraid of failing. Weren't so afraid of coming up short. Just be diligent. Just be steady. Just, just be disciplined in that. I can't do what somebody else can do, but I certainly can do what I can do. You know what God's going to judge you by? What you can do. You know, none of us are going to get to heaven and say, well, Brother Joe, I'm judging you by what Brother Dave did. Bad news for you. (laughs) God's not going to do that. He's going to judge us completely by our effort, our our priority. That's what He's going to judge us by. By the way, God wants that more than He wants the results because the results are His. Results aren't yours or not mine. They're His. He wants to see how much effort we're, we're willing to do, how steady we are. And he is just like you reap what you sow. That's a law God's wrote-in. Wrote-in? <laughs> this triplet was my English teacher. Just like that's a, that's a law God wrote. This is when he says, if you're diligent, you'll excel. It's a fact. It's a fact. We've got to be diligent. Father, help us to be diligent in our lives, and our homes,